Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, it's the Fact Podcast. We scour the internet, finding facts and figure out whether it's worth you sharing them with those that you like, those that care about facts. My name's Dan, I've got three this week, stuff about illegal sports, about tiny time and about incredible crime stoppers. Mark is also here, what do you have? Hello, this week for you I've got a trip down memory lane, why Spain eat late and sneezing penguins. And Connor is also here. What do you have, Connor? We're going to talk about sexy time amongst whales under the sea. Uh, Shaq, the basketball player, this absolutely blew my mind. And something about flying. There you go. All bases covered in a brand new episode of Baffled. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So how are you feeling, Connor? You, you kind of lay on, you've succumbed to the virus. Yeah, tested positive for the old virus. Do you know what? Funny, actually, I feel fine. The only thing that I feel is that I've eaten a pack of Airwaves chewing gums, like my nose feels like it's burning. I'm bunged up, but I'm not bunged up. I sound bunged up. And my sense of smell and taste is heightened, not lost. I mean, the can of Coke I had earlier tasted incredible wow there you go there's winners in every situation isn't there mark are you still free of the virus right now i am i'm, I'm the only one of the three of us is actually in a studio uh but you know what i, I actually don't mind this because it means i can literally just walk away from you turn it off and not have to listen to your garbage after the show so i'm all right with this situation Do you know what i've realized as well with the covid and this does, this does make me laugh because i haven't had it before this is the first time i've tested positive when you do the lateral flow tests that red is so in your face it's almost as if the lateral flow test is like you you have it now appreciate how red this is it really gets it yeah i'm like oh, for god's sake come on I, I feel like you're reading too much into this i feel like it's just a line on a test i don't think it's sending you a message but you know what you read what you want to read out of it connor it's an emotional time i think everybody's at me well all right connor self-isolating means i imagine you've had plenty of time to search for the very best tidbits on the internet what have you got Funny you say that. I did spend 10 minutes instead of five today. Uh, So Mm. whales, whales that are under the water, um, when they're mating and they're having sexy time, they ejaculate 40 gallons of semen into the water. Only around four of those gallons actually gets into the female. So that means 36 gallons of whale semen is left in the sea that we then swim around in. So you know when all that seawater, when you do your front flips or you're swimming around or you're under the water messing around and it gets up your nose? Yeah, probably a bit of a percentage of that is uh, whale uh, uh, semen. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there is a bit of whale uh, stuff in, in there. I mean, there's a big old ocean. Big I'd old ocean? Say, it, 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 it might be a lot 
when it's if you just had it in like a bag, be like, that's quite a lot there. But when you put it in the grand scheme of the ocean, I feel like it's literally a drop in the ocean. Yeah, well, a lot of the comments as well that followed <laughs> on from when I found this fact, it was a Reddit find, uh, were, were a little bit disturbing what people were saying. Not going to share, this is a family show. But yeah, you can you can think about maybe the taste of seawater and, and, and how that all linked in. Anyway. Good. I don't I don't know what to do with it. Well, there's not really much to do. It's just great to think that there's wow semen uh, in, in the sea floating well, around. Know, more of what I'm taking for this fact is I really enjoy how Connor says the word whale. Yeah, wow. 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 Have, you, have, you, have you looked up how much sperm a sperm whale sperms? Uh, sorry? What? How much sperm a sperm whale sperms? That would have been my first port of call. How much sperm a sperm whale sperms? What are you talking about? Well, there is a sperm whale. That's a type of whale. And if we're talking about whale sperm, it would make sense to find out how much sperm a sperm whale sperm. Do you know what, right, Dan? Uh, you know, love you, bud. But you really do make the most mental effects boring, don't you, somehow? And uh, just right there, you've done that. That's more, no, that's more exciting because it's in the name. So I want to find out, well, if now I know about most whales, I want to find out specifically about the sperm whale. Okay, whilst I'm still using the parents' IP address, let me just Google how much does a sperm whale sperm? 40 gallons, the old sperm whale. Yeah, they're in there. Yep, they're yeah. in there. Four, there Monsters, aren't they? Gallons. Absolute beasts. Oh, God, there's an actual whale penis. Ha- yeah, yeah, close that down. Close it down. Don't, don't Pe- click on that pop-up, Connor. Don't click on yeah. it. Yeah. What? What? Why are people uploading things like this? What is wrong with people? Yeah, well, for people like you who are looking it up. So there you go. There we go. So uh, before you move, you're leaving your parents' internet history with a lovely, lovely little bit there. Yeah, parents, if you get a phone call from BT. Uh, sorry. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Memory Lane is an underground vault in Denmark. And it contains every Lego set ever made. Well, it's impossible because I've made Lego sets that they don't have. So, Well, no, because you would have bought that Lego from a Lego set. For example, I don't know, a Star Wars Millennium Falcon Lego set, right? Oh, that Lego set sits in the vault. Okay. So there is one of every Lego set that's ever existed in the vault underneath the uh, Danish town of Billund, which is where the Lego HQ is. And it has just Lego feet. Lego for days in there. So basically, every single time they release like a new like line of Lego, basically they they goes in the vault. Do they? Do they yeah. build? Is it all built? Is it or is it just boxes? No, so it's just the boxes. So rather than it out and built, they just have the boxes of each of the sets they've ever made. So therefore, there is one complete collection of every Lego ever. It's pretty cool that that that. I mean, that is you know easily a million pound collection i mean some of these og lego things they're worth fortunes like apps there's a friend of mine as well one of one of his um family members he like buys little lego characters resells them gets the profit buys resells them gets the profit and he's working up to these super super expensive lego characters some are worth thousands just what just find something else to do with your time hold on Hold on, hold on. You're hold the one who goes on. around and looks at post boxes and the yeah, I know. And benches. Thank I know. you, Mark. Thank you. That's exactly that what is I was going to say. That is, buying and reselling Lego is equally as sad. No. Equally as sad. No, because that's yeah, collecting items. You are walking around uh, London at the ripe age of 30 looking at f***ing post boxes. So let's he's get He's making money. What are you uh, doing? Is he? Is he? Well, oh, yeah. not making friends. I see him on the Forbes top 30, don't I? Oh, yeah. It's Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. And who's that? Jeff. 
Jeff from Down Harlow, who's sold Lego friend sets for 30 quid a pop for the last 40 years. My word. There are OAPs in the world of London that look at you, looking at post boxes, wondering what you're doing. That's what's happening. Going, well, I, oh, I hope I never get as old as him. Well, I don't make a big deal out of it. And it's it's not like, it's not the only thing I live for. Whereas I'd imagine this bloke's reselling and reselling his Lego is quite high on his list. It's just if I'm passing a post box, oh, I wonder when it was built. Bam. He's actually, he's actually it's got, got a VR a- on it. That's 120 a, years old. He's actually got a TikTok page for it. He's got like oh, a little yeah. bit of a cult following, but I, I find I find it quite cool. Like some of the old old Lego is it's really really neat. Like it, it, there's some really really cool. Like the Friends Lego set is fantastic. It's so cool. Uh, do you know how many are in this bunker? Everyone ever. No, I couldn't find an exact number. I tried to find out the size, but unsurprisingly, details of the bunker are a little bit hard to come by, given that it is worth a lot of money. Uh, But what I have found is that it's not quite the, you know, huge circular vault doors that you might be imagining and like laser grids to stop you stealing it. No, it kind of looks a little bit like a library. It's just kind of got like those archive roller shelves that they're all on. So it's a little less exciting than you might be imagining. Lego comes from Playwell. I think it's Le 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 Go, something like that. It's from two words that mean play well squashed together in Danish. There you go. My first fact of the show is all about sheep fighting. You heard about sheep fighting before? I've Never heard of sheep and I've heard of fighting. I haven't heard of sheep fighting. It's an illegal sport in Algeria. It still goes on. You know, I love my animals, so I don't want to bleat on too hard about that, pun intended. But there is there is no gambling on the fight, so they don't really do it as a purpose like that. They just put two rams up against each other. The loser is sentenced to death, but the winner just has its value increased, which seems a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? So if you if a male ram, well, if a ram sheep wins a fight, it goes and, oh, now you're worth 20 grand. And then if you win the next one, you might be worth 40 grand. And that's really it. The most interesting thing about this fact was that the sheep are given names that inspire fear, like Hitler or Ebola or lawyer. What's interesting is who is that meant to be scary for? Because the other sheep doesn't have a clue what their name is. So why why would they care that a sheep is called Ebola? It just makes them weird. It's a whole. It's a very weird thing. Probably because of the weird owners and people that that do this kind of thing. You can imagine that yeah. they're definitely the type of people that think, "Oh, I'll name it something scary, and you know, yeah. that'll, that'll be the thing." It's like, come on, this is weird enough as it is. These owners Monday naming their sheep lawyer or Ebola. Tuesday buying and selling Lego online. That resells. There's just one in the same for these strange people. One in the same. I don't know. Have you? Uh, 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 this is a, probably a poor question. Have you ever been to like a cockfighting arena, Connor? You've done some strange things in your time. I imagine you've worked for a cockfighting venue at one point. No. Well, it depends what type of cockfighting venue you're talking about. You were an estate agent, to be fair. So. Yeah, and it, it leads me uh, the closest thing, and it's not really fighting. But uh, have you ever been dog racing? Yes. What's dog racing like? Because that always seems like a very strange place filled with people who would name their dogs. I don't really enjoy it. I'll be honest with you, because I love dogs so much. So I actually feel sorry for the dogs a little bit because sometimes they fall over and it just all seems a little bit, you know, smelly to me. But yeah, it's a big thing. Well, how often have you been? Twice. Yeah. Neither dogs, eh, down Romford? You know how it is. Yeah, it is a very Essex thing, isn't it? Well, all right. Uh, Connor, give us your second fact of the show. 
Okay, second fact of the show for the basketball fans out there. Shaq, we all know big Shaq. Uh, Shaq hit almost 12,000 baskets in his whole career. Exactly one of them was a three-pointer. Know your job, do it well. So I like that. It's like an old football parlance, Rude Van Nistelrooy pretty much scoring all his goals inside the penalty box, wherever it was. Know yeah. what you're good at, stick to it. Absolutely. So for anyone listening that doesn't understand basketball, a three-pointer in basketball is a shot that's scored outside of the three-point zone, which is like the little D there. Um, shot, a shot made anywhere outside that line to the baseline on the other side of the court counts as three points. So obviously Shaq's position would have, when he played basketball, would have put him much more higher up the court. That's why he was always within that D. But for how long he played, how big of a player he was, to have scored 12,000 baskets, only one is a three-pointer. That's, that's kind of cool. I guess you all have your own allotted roles. so And you're always quite close together. So if you know that someone's the three-point yeah. shoot man person, you just chuck it to him. Yeah. Mark, you're, you're one of these people that's into American things ridiculously. Do you, yes. do you enjoy your basketball? I don't mind my basketball. don't keep up with it all that much. I remember Shaq because I used to have... Uh, NBA by EA Sports on the PlayStation. So I used to play as the Lakers a lot with Shaq and Kobe. Of course, the um, Lakers, yes, but, of course. Yeah, but 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 that, that was, uh, that's kind of the majority of my exposure to basketball. Keep up with it a little bit, a bit of a, you know, keep an eye on the, on the heat, but other than that. <laughs> why why the heat? Why the heat? Because that's Miami, which is where my football team is. Oh, what's this, oh. what's this obsession with Miami? Why Miami? Right, so Miami Dolphins was because my dad's a Miami, was yeah. a Miami fan because when he grew up, they were a good side. Now they're shit and I've inherited them and I have him to blame. You could just choose another team. I could have chosen another team, but... Because when you to. think not, that... Not a glory hunter. Yeah, this, no, is, this, t- this, is, this is nonsense chat. I've been to basketball uh, three times and it's the best sport that you'll ever see live. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, I've never been. Three-pointer? So I don't know. I never saw Shaq hit a three-pointer, I know, but I went to the Knicks three times at Madison Square Gardens and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I've never been. Why, why is it so good? It's just brilliant. Like, it, it's, it's more of a performance. It's more of, like, entertainment. It's a bit like the Super Bowl, actually. It's kind of the whole thing is about performance, less so than the actual sport itself. It's just fantastic. Like, the opening number that they have music-wise, the cheerleaders, the vibe in there, everyone's singing. It's just fantastic. It's just so good. A bit better than West Ham away at Millwall. Is well, it the same as that. like oh. when, when I go and watch the NFL and everything is sponsored? Like anything oh. that could be sponsored is sponsored. Yeah, My favourite like, is that FedEx sponsor the game ball delivery. So yep. a FedEx van turns up and hands the ball to the referee, never signs for it, which I'm very upset with. That should be a track recorded delivery. But nonetheless, FedEx always turn up and do that. It's like no one needs that. No one needs to see the ball being delivered. But it's sponsored, so therefore we have to see it. To the point where when I was in the Knicks, actually, funny you say this, when you went to the toilet and you pulled out the little pieces of tissue to dry your hands with, they had a sponsor on them, each individual sheet. I I always feel for the people who have to, uh, like, push that out there, who have to try and get sponsors involved. Hey, what we want you, you know, Tom, we want you to uh, approach businesses today and they need to sponsor the toilet paper. Imagine that poor sod on the phone. Yeah, we've got a fantastic opportunity for you to sponsor our toilet paper. It's to just fair, like, that would be the hardest gig in the world. To be fair, though, probably quite a, in a weird way, an easy sell. 
I mean, you know, the Knicks, Madison is Square Garden. Yeah, the Knicks, Madison Square Gardens, you know, thousands and thousands of people in there. Every single piece of toilet roll or, or, or hand drying utensil that comes out. Hand drying, your... I can understand more. Toilet roll, you're basically saying, no. hey, yeah, let yeah. us it... wipe our ass with your brand. No, no, no. It was, oh, as I said earlier, it, it was the bit that you put out to dry your hands. It wasn't on the actual square of toilet roll to wipe my IBS away. It was, it was the piece that you get. <laughs> Imagine that. God. Corner has IBS. Corner has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. I would imagine the American food was quite good for your IBS. Kind of stodgy hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I have a great time in America. Loads of beer and stodgy food. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it works well for me. I'd imagine it'd clog your right up. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Spain is in the wrong time zone, but they haven't actually adapted their lives. So Spain is in the same time zone as France and Germany and a lot of Central Europe. But geographically, it should really be in the same time zone as Portugal and the UK. But instead, it's an hour ahead. And it did this when it was occupied by Germany during World War II. It basically changed its time so it was the same as Germany. But... Spanish people just refuse to adapt their lifestyle. And that is why, stereotypically, we always think that they do things a lot later in the day than we do. Whereas we tend to have lunch around kind of 12, 1 o'clock. They'll have lunch about 2, 3 o'clock because they're mm. still working as if they're on the old time zone. But they're actually an hour ahead. Same actually, as why they'll have dinner, stereotypically, about 9, 10 o'clock at night rather than 7 or 8. I actually find... In life in general, whenever I go away, maybe it's because I'm on holiday that I feel different. Yeah, but I always seem to feel better and more awake and alive in other time zones. America, I always feel a little bit more awake. Uh, Spain too. I don't know what it is. I just always feel knackered when I'm in the UK. Maybe it's something in the air over there, you know? I'm looking here at a time zone map. Of course you are. Because he hasn't even had to Google it. He's literally just pulled it out of his drawer. (laughs) Yeah, straight off the there, all those photos. Let me just get it. There's two maps he could pull out, the time zone map or the postbox map. Thankfully, he got the time zone map this time. Because it it, it moves, it differs by an hour every time you go 15 degrees east or west. And I'm not sure if I'm buying this, you know, because Spain looks within the same, um, it looks on the same uh, longitude or latitude, whichever the one that goes up is, as... Ireland and England and they're on this they, they and they're an hour ahead of us so it really makes no sense at all well no you just proved proved the point Spain is but France around is about the same time as the UK and Ireland so it should be on our time zone but it's not it's an hour ahead oh, right but then but then that's that should be the same with France then because they're they're pretty much within the same degrees as we are yeah who cares I love a siesta yeah I, I could deal with a siesta yeah siestas oh, work for me Spain works not, for me in I'm general really the, the idea of working you know they work they kind of just work a little bit later in the day, take a nap, work in the evening, in the heat, working late. Shit, oh, it's just so much better. Over here, it's just miserable grey all day. I can imagine you are a proper abroad in Spain. I can imagine you living in Spain in like one of those proper British expat resort style places. No, I see. I'm Dos as por favor. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. I'm That's all very about much the ruralness. You. I love being in the ruralness. You'd get too spe- bored too quickly in the ru- in in rural Spain. Nah, nah. Yeah. You don't know me at all. You don't know me at all. I'd get. I'd love it. I'd be good. I'd be good to go. Um, yeah, I guess you could take your switch, flick through TikTok. You'd be fine. I just think you'd need kind of the buzz. You'd need the vibe. Yeah, well, the Wi-Fi in Spain. Shit. TikTok would be a bit slow, but anyway. <laughs> 
biggest issue with Spain. Second fact of the show for me is all about the shortest unit of time ever. It's a zeptosecond. What? what? Actually, what? it's even shorter than that. It's the shortest unit of time is 247 zeptoseconds. A zeptosecond is a trillionth of a billionth of a second, which is a decimal point followed by 20 zeros and then a one. They managed to measure this time by shooting light across a hydrogen molecule. You'll know that hydrogen is the lightest thing in the universe and that's why it's the quickest thing ever recorded a zeptosecond questions I, um, I have a little extra bonus fact did you know that second is the second measurement of the hour that's why it's yeah. called second <laughs> yes i did why didn't they call right. the first one first though well i don't know but you would know that wouldn't you because if you're looking at post boxes that is definitely the sort of thing that you're probably no, googling so the question no, the point here is, Connor, it, it's not that I know this thing. It's just if I, it takes like two seconds to Google. So if I'm interested, I'll be like, oh, what's that? Yeah, and if I remember it, if I remember it, if I don't, yeah, if I yeah. don't. Because in your 30 years, it just crosses your mind. Yeah, I'm really interested in why. Well, no, it, it hasn't. Now I'll record that, you know? <laughs> it hasn't. But now it has. Because when mm. someone says that's the second, surely your first thought is, oh, well, what's the first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so you're making me out to be the unusual one here, whereas you are the unusual person whose brain no, no, is not no. jumping to that. No, yeah. you're, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I agree with you. In the discussion on a fact-based podcast, I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder why the first one isn't called first. But with you, you already know that the second one is called second because it's the second measurement. That means at some stage in your life, over the last on this years, podcast, On this Googled. podcast, we've had it as a fact. Have we? Yes. Yeah, you bought it. You bought it. I, I, That's how I, I know I, it. I tell you, I tell you one thing though. All jokes aside, you still would spend your Friday night googling weird <laughs> shit like that. So let's just bury that right there. Don't bring it back to me because you can't remember the own, your own facts you brought to this sodding podcast. Oh. Uh, yeah, zeptoseconds is a trillionth of a billionth of a second. It's a decimal point followed by twenty zeros and a one. They figured out how quick it was by shooting light across hydrogen. Can I ask something, though? Do, do, do we need measurements like that, do you think? Is, is there a real purpose for it, or do you just think it's a case if they've just done it? Do they actually use that, that, that speed of time? or, or like I don't understand what the purpose is for it. I, I feel like if you only have it, it once, that it's just a zeptosecond, then most people are going to go, what's a zeptosecond? And then you're going to have to describe what it is anyway, so mm. you're not saving yourself any time. It's a good point. But it's, it's interesting. Back in 1999, a team... A team won the Nobel Prize for figuring out a femtosecond, which was millionths of a billionth. So it's taken, what, 20 years to figure out even shorter time than that. So in that time, they've had to do experiments to find a shorter method of time. Yeah, you're right, Connor. I, I think... I don't think do anyone need really to do an cares. Experiment? Why do they need to but do Just because that's what they do. Yeah, but as in it just exists, doesn't it? Of course it's going to exist. Of course it's going to be shorter time than a second. It's just a case of like, it's just really, really quick. I guess they need to measure it. They need uh, to measure exactly what it is. Yeah, let's waste time and money doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you pay your taxes for these people, Connor. Oh, how yeah. raged must you be? Oh, it's crucial, valuable information, that. Glad that we've spent time doing that. If you, if, if you ruled the world, what would there be? What would people do? What would people be allowed to do? Well, people could obviously be who they want to be. And well, apparently find... not. Yeah, how no, nice find... of you. Hold on. I have not said that they can't do it. It's just my opinion is it's ridiculous what a waste of time but yeah crack on you know be who you want to be if you're enjoying life that's all that matters but my word just every so often you might get a call up from the great lord himself Conan Knight who goes explain yourself mate <laughs> and they try to explain it's like nah you're ridiculous yeah you are yeah. ridiculous not on board. It'd be, it'd, sorry it'd be tough to get hold of him wouldn't he though because he'd be in spain and the wi-fi is no notoriously awful 
Push Your Peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by What Bike. Join me, Louise Minchin, and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits. Whether you're an elite or everyday athlete, it can be hard to continually progress. How do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you go to find that inner drive? Tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter how big or small. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Push Your Peak. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, remember you can always get in touch with the show. It's invertbafflepod.com. If there's something you would like Connor to explain to you, invertbafflepod.com there. We're on Instagram, TikTok, at BafflePod, and we're on the YouTube as well. And it seems an email has reached our inbox. Yes, what does we have it an suggest? email in from Lauren, just with the subject, badge. It says, Connor Mark Dan, I'm from yeah. a small city north of whoa, Detroit whoa, in whoa, Michigan. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, If this whoa. is badge Let's thing. go back there. If it's badge, not Connor Mark Dan. Let's just go Mark. Continue. I mean, this isn't a moan for once about a badge. This is a... Great, all right. Connor Mark Dan, I'm from a small city north of Detroit, Michigan in the US, and I've been listening to you guys since the beginning of the pandemic. I love you guys and would love to show you my support. Thanks, Lauren. So, Lauren, we will send a badge out. And by we, I mean I. And by send, I mean, mm, let's hope. So, so there's a badge coming your way. Don't most podcasts, when someone says they want to show support, they get them to give them money? Oh, do we not do that? No, we do the we, opposite. We send them something that costs us money. Oh, well, oh, okay. hold, hold, we really yeah. need to start rewording this. We do not send. We say we will. We don't do it. We ask if they want a badge. They say yes. We don't send it. And it's all on you, Mark. They, they get sent. Finally. Eventually. Look, it's not my fault that I was locked out of an office for four months because of a pandemic. Oh, here we go. He's still rattling on about that situation <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. Jesus. But yes, Lauren, you will have your badge. And fingers crossed that we're with you before 2025. Okay. <laughs> Connor, give us your last fact of the show. So the wingspan of a 747, a Boeing 747, is actually longer than the Wright brothers' first flight. What is it? Sorry, the the wingspan of a Boeing is a longer distance than the Wright brothers' first flight. Yeah, so the wingspan of a Boeing 747 is longer than the Wright brothers' first flight. So on December the 17th in 1903, the Wright brothers made history. They flew a Kitty Hawk flyer, which was the first powered flight, um, and it went... For 12 seconds, just shy of about 180 feet. Some say it was about 120. It was quite hard to measure, but the wingspan of a Boeing 747 is 192 feet. So therefore, he's longer than the first ever flight that took place. Yeah, it's very interesting. Don't get me wrong. It's very much a wonderful revolution that powered flight and all that. But I would argue that if it only lasted 12 seconds and only went about 100 meters, that's more of a long jump. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. It's a fair, fair point. 
Uh, yeah, so there was a measurement made of about 120 feet. Others said it was about 180 feet. Either way, though, it's written off because 195 feet is the length of the 747 ri- uh, wing. So what an absolute nightmare they had. <laughs> What's the How point of them? Insignificant. the Industrial Revolution has come, eh? I do wonder, I... though, in the building of the Boeing 747, do you think whoever manufactured it sat there and was like, the wing is about 180, but let's go 195, make history and make the Wright brothers look a little bit stupid. Yeah, guys, I've got this because if we do it this way, then this bloke called Connor will one day mention us on this podcast. It'd be fucking amazing. It's, I can't believe they only did it that short. I, it's, it, when you get to a certain speed, your plane has to fly. I thought, it, and if it flies, it goes upwards. I don't know why they've only done it that. That's really confused me. Well, they've only yeah, that's why I kind of, I've, I've always lived in this, in this idea that this first flight was wonderful. And it was like, oh my God, they're flying. Look at them flying. And they did this nice like round trip. No, fuck it. 12 seconds. That's not a flight. I'm sorry, but history, you've lied to me. Well, it did actually fly. Like it, it, there are pictures of it too. It did ascend and descend, but it ascended, stayed for uh, probably about two seconds, if that, maybe getting Dan's measurements of seconds too, and then just fell to the floor. Uh, so yeah, 12 seconds. So kind of fly, kind of didn't fly, kind of did. I don't know. But so yeah, That just history. sounds like a jump. Yeah, to me, it sounds like a load of nonsense, but it's history, and apparently we need to accept it. So there we go. That's the first flight, apparently. Pointless. What was the point of them all? Waste of space, a lot of them. You wouldn't exist in Connor Knight's utopia. Mark, give us your last fact. Penguins sneeze salt. Yeah, elaborate. What do you mean? Uh, so penguins have glands under their eyes uh, because they have no access to fresh water, so they drink in salt water. And these glands behind their eyes filter out the salt. That salt has to go somewhere. So when a penguin sneezes, it expels the salt God. from within. I'd, so I'd penguins literally sneeze salt. God, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Having loads of salt in your eye. I mean, I'm picturing table salt lodged in my eye socket and it doesn't... Yeah. Well, the glands are behind the eye. It's yeah. not in the eye. And then they sneeze obviously out the nostril. Right. So when they see when they sneeze the salt, then basically the salt, the salt then drips down their beak, um, and that's why you, if you see penguins and you kind of see them sneeze and then shake their head, it's because they're shaking the salt off of their beak. Interesting. Ne- you know what? I very rarely see a penguin sneeze day to day, but next time I do, is, is that not a common uh, occurrence in your day? You need to introduce that to your life. Next, that's next why time you, you that's do. why you're so f- miserable. Next time you do, make sure you got some chips with you, right? Eh? Yeah, very few penguins in the Tooting Streatham area, which is it's just a shame for us, really. I would love—I can't believe that are they the only creature that's that's evolved the the ability to drink seawater? No, I imagine not, but they are the creature I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I, 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 I imagine there are plenty of others, um, but obviously penguins are—you know—penguins are a bird so we'll take seawater that way rather than you know a lot of pe- a lot of creatures that will be sea based that will drink seawater ah uh, the classic debate of sea creatures and sea based creatures that we're getting into mm. connor do, do, do you have any opinion on that no not at all no, I, <laughs> no, I, I, no. i'm still i'm i'm still sitting here imagining table sorting my eyes so yeah i'm lost last fact of the show it's all about the Pakistani police force who ride about in the most impressive way ever on rollerblades. Now, Karachi in Pakistan is, a, is notably an awful city to try and police. 
uh, with corrupt police force and gang wars and loads of political and uh, sectarian violence. And the newest way to try and combat this is to stick a load of coppers on rollerblades. I don't know what they do, but they're on rollerblades. Like, I don't know how this helps things, but they're on rollerblades. It's also a city of 50 million people, and there's currently only 20 people in the force, but they are on rollerblades. I, uh, obviously, we live in the UK, and the UK is a very kind of powerful country, yes, and we don't really do... We do lots of wrong things. I think the government makes some crazy decisions. But in the world that we live in, some places do really strange things, don't they? Like, weird decisions. It's... I wish we'd done a little bit of that. It'd be quite fun to see. Just a little bit. I enjoyed, the, do, I enjoyed the, the, the path you took us on there. I wondered what <clears throat> this podcast was about to become. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I think we probably do make pretty mental decisions, but we just don't really realise it. I, mean, I, I can't name you one now, but if you took yourself out of it, you could probably point to a few things and gone, that was ridiculous. Why did we do that? I mean, not quite on the same level as, you know, sticking coppers on rollerblades. But still, there's something there. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, just right. good, I think that was a good way to finish that. That was a good little, like... All right. Okay. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, another ramshackle baffled made, uploaded, and then downloaded to you. Thank you very much for being there. What have we learned? Well, sperm whales sperm a lot of sperm. Also, Spain are in the wrong time zone. And would you believe there are people in the world that spend their life buying and reselling lego sets when really they should be out there looking at post boxes and benches what people do with their time eh say goodbye mark goodbye say goodbye connor see you later it's info at if you want to get in touch we'll see you friday until then bye <laughs>